listening to <laughs> pop culture how's it going everyone on today's episode of pop culture we will be discussing <laughs> that movie you know which one i'm talking about or you probably don't because y'all ain't some freaky dickies like me that was like interesting Sex, you say. So, (laughs) there was a movie that was released, first film in February of 2020, and the second film was released in April of this year. I am speaking about the one, the only 365 Days is a film based on the book series by... Blanka Lipinska, and cosmetologist by day, sexual erotic author by night. So the film revolves around the love story of Massimo and Laura. And honestly, what I can give you for a synopsis of like what this film is, mm, it is Beauty and the Beast meets Fifty Shades of Grey meets new moon <laughs> yes new moon from the twilight series <laughs> and there's reasons why i say all of these things by the way spoiler alert everyone in case you didn't know <laughs> and yes this is a thing that we're doing at pop culture now where i like i said on um, well i was gonna say monday's episode but tuesday's episode we are going to be doing two episodes a week one more of like what's going on in media and all of that and the second one will be strictly for reviews of films shows games everything anything we're gonna review we're gonna rate it it's gonna be on the second episode of the week so (laughs) i don't even know where to begin (laughs) because this film is just simply a lot and for a really long time it had a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes so like no stars no rating nothing now I think it holds like a 43% or something like that rating on Netflix as far as the movie goes it does have somewhat of like a positive reception but I can see why it's like a considered not the greatest cinematic experience it plays out very much so like ruby like i don't know if you guys have seen this novela but it's very novela style with like rom-com soundtrack (laughs) there's so much music going on like the score of the film songs are dope i'm not gonna say they're not but it's it the placement of the amount of music in this film is very interesting. Also, a lot of sex. A lot of people have on the internet compared it to a soft porn, worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. Overall, in my opinion, <laughs> I think that the storyline could be portrayed very well. I also did grow up on novelas, so there's that aspect to it. But Essentially, 365 Days starts off where you see two separate negotiations 
Laura and Massimo in their respective roles. Laura is, you know, this whole businesswoman and she's like defending her job essentially and that she made the right decisions and all this stuff. And from my understanding, she works in the hotel industry. And then Massimo is basically blackmailing some corporate people saying, you know, there's a line where he shows this lady a black folder, obviously with the blackmail in it, which I thought was hilarious. And he's like, you know, I'm not one to judge on sexuality, but what would your loving husband say? And I'm like, what was in it? <laughs> I was like, what was in the folder that was so bad, right? I mean, obviously, besides the fact that she cheated on her husband, but... If they're going on about a negotiation where they were only able to recover 12% of the assets of like his family and all the funds and all the money and all that. This is five years in the future of when Massimo's father was killed in a deal gone wrong. Massimo's family, they are part of the Sicilian mafia and they are one of the mafia families. So that scene with his dad and him, they had a whole meeting where these people were essentially trying to sell them women. They were trying to get them into the business of trafficking underage women, or uh, I don't know what it's called in English, but in Spanish, it's el tráfico de las blancas. So essentially that whole fucked up thing is that they obviously kidnap, steal, bribe women, young girls, into a life of prostitution, rape, drugs, all this shit. The guy tells Massimo's dad, oh, you know, these are really good. This is really good money. One of them, or like a few of them are 12, or they're as young as 12. And I'm just like, oh my God, the pit of my stomach. I want to vomit. Oh, too much. And his dad is like, you know, that's shit. Like, we have never been involved in that type of business. You know that. And he's like, no, come on, come on. It's good money. It's good money. It's good money. And he's like, no, absolutely not. One of the bodyguards then hands Massimo a pair of binoculars. He, like, uses them overlooking the beach. And at a point, his dad walks over and he's like, what are you looking at? He gives him the binoculars and, you know, proceeds to tell him that uh, women are beautiful but dangerous, essentially, and, you know, he gets murdered. But one of the things that he tells his son is, you know, we might not like these people, but we still have to respect these people. And it shows that he essentially was trying to really prepare him to take over the family business. Now... You fast forward five years later, all that shit. Go back to Laura, who comes home from that business meeting. And she has a fiancé, uh, Martin. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the entire film is in Italian, English, and Polish, for reference. So Martin, Laura's fiance, they're living together, whatever. He's chilling on his laptop. He's doing some work. She gets home. She's trying to get a little some some. He's like completely pushing her away. And he's like, oh, no, you know, don't you have to pack still for us? Don't you have to pack for us for this trip that we're taking to Italy? And... He's like, you know, you don't want to be too tired. We got to catch her flight. And obviously she's annoyed. And then, <laughs> well, you know, it, it's a whole thing because that happens. And at the same time, that is all happening. Massimo is on a plane with Mario, who is essentially was his dad's right-hand man and, and is now his, his advisor. And then Domenico, who is, like, Massimo's best friend and, like, protector, also turning into his right-hand, kind of. Um, 
And <laughs> okay, so I'm laughing because at this point, Salada essentially just starts masturbating and helping herself because her man didn't, right? On the plane, and I don't, this scene is just very disturbing because the entire time, like, while this is written as a romance, it does show in scenes such as this one that, like, well, they are still a mafia family. Uh, morals are a bit not there. Misogyny is very present to some degree. And one of the things that happens with Laura Mosa, the, sorry, the stewardess, the flight attendant, and Massimo closes this, like, curtain thing and forces her in, well, not so many words, to give him fellatio, to give him head. And it, obviously, girl is, like, going in and, like, after she's done, right? Well, he's done, I should say. And she walks into the other room and, like, closes the door. You just see the tears on her face. And, like, the entire time, like, she is not obviously enjoying any of this. But she has to do it or she'll probably get killed because Massimo is a hothead. <laughs> Forward to their meeting. Laura, it's her birthday. They're going to celebrate. She is 28 years old and is turning 29. There's this whole issue where like her fiance, mind you, she's on vacation with her fiance, with her best friend Olga and her boo thing <laughs> and there's a point where her her guy where Stan Martin goes to Etna without her and she's like pissed because it's her birthday she's like what the hell like literally celebrating her birthday by herself granted poolside in Sicily with your best girl so like at that point dump him but <laughs> She does, throws him in the pool. But Olga asks her, you know, he should be spending time with you. Where is he? And she's like, no, I come uh, on his priority list. I come after his buddies and his job. Which, girl, <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Traumatic relationship if I've ever seen one. Uh. Anyway, so... Her birthday is not important to him. Basically says, like, any celebration is essentially, well, there's always another one next year type of thing. Which, total bullshit. If your girl likes to celebrate her shit, you should celebrate her birthday, holidays, all that. All of it. Be corny. Like, the fuck? Anywho. Comes over, shows her, like, this little postcard thing. And she's like, oh, Martin shoves his ass in the pool. And I was like, yes is pissed, walks away. She's walking through Sicily in the middle of the night in wedges. And, <laughs> and gets kidnapped. I totally skipped the whole part. Wow, my bad, y'all. So there's a part before all of this craziness happens where she actually meets Massimo. So during the celebration of her birthday, you know, her guy like sings happy birthday to her and they receive champagne that nobody knows like where they got it from. I think Massimo sends it. That's just my opinion. They don't really say. Uh, and she's like, okay, I will drink it, but I have to go to the bathroom. She walks away and is lost. <laughs> and Massimo, like a total creep, who's creepy, who's so creepy, is just like standing like an behind her these clothes and obviously she freaks the fuck out and he's like are you lost baby girl that's his thing i shouldn't laugh not gonna lie though if michelle Moron called me baby girl i'd probably fucking melt that man is beautiful but <laughs> so she freaks out rightfully so it starts walking the other way, turns back around, he's gone, right? Like a fucking ninja, just gone. Then the whole pool scene happens. She throws him in the water, running on, in wedges through Sicily, dark alleys. Like, whole thing, it's a whole thing. She gets drugged, she gets kidnapped. <sighs> Wakes up 
in Massimo's villa. <clears throat> I'm so stressed <laughs> just watching the beginning of this film. And mm, she has a heart condition. So it's revealed early on in the film that she does have a heart condition because what they used to knock her out with, the drug that they used, made her have a bad reaction. And Massimo's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Had I known that you had a heart problem. Like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. You're Yes, I get you're apologizing that the drug that you used to drug her and kidnap her almost killed her, but you're kidnapping her. What the fuck, my guy? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but what the fuck? So then, Stockholm Syndrome to the nines. Sorin. <laughs> Obviously, she's like pissed, like, let me the fuck out. You're fucking crazy. What the fuck? Right? This whole thing. Rightfully so. Woke up. Granted, his home is beautiful, but like, damn bitch, don't kidnap me. Court me in another way. <laughs> like, my God. And she's freaking out because there's this giant portrait, like, painting of her in this, yeah, I was going to say gallery. It's not a gallery, but pretty much it's, like, little, not little, she's big as fuck as a whole fireplace. It's gorgeous. This room. And <laughs> she's like, what the fuck, right? Like, I mean, imagine you just woke up from being kidnapped, knocked out, and you go to this room, and the first thing you fucking see is a giant painting of you. Stalker! Scary! <laughs> like, oh my god. So, freaking out. He's very aggressive. That's one of the things that is, like, very pointed throughout the film. He's very much so a dominant. He's a dom. And then, <clears throat> tells her the story of what happened with him and his father and then they shot his father through the heart and the bullet also landed in him basically left to die it was a whole thing rivalry among the mafia families whole shebang and he said that the person that he saw while he was laying there was her so that painting that's hanging in in this place in this room he had made after he had his near his near death experience and he's like you know i've been searching for you for years i thought like i was fucking crazy i would never find you and then i saw you at the airport and i knew it wasn't just a dream blah 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 and in the beginning also there is the part where he's looking through the binoculars he sees her on the beach right that's who the film portrays that he's seen whether that is true or not, mm, no idea. Never addressed. So that happens. She's like, you're fucking crazy, whatever, whatever. She has literally broke her in. Like, I... <laughs> he fucking broke her in. Like, I know it's supposed to be romantic. This woman is so fucked up. Anywho, so... <laughs> He's like, you have 365 days to fall in love with me. If by your 30th birthday, you decide that you don't love me, you want nothing to do with me, you are free to go. She's like, you're fucking crazy. I'm not doing that. They have a whole fight thing. He like forces her, pins her up against the wall. A package, quote unquote, gets delivered. Then tells Dominico, his bestie, to also a cutie. To take her back to her room they lock her in there right fast forward the whole <laughs> to the package quote-unquote that was delivered one of the issues that they were dealing with was that someone was taking money from them and not just money they were stealing their supplies so mario tells him you know they have been stealing uh our shipments with the coke Yes, they are in the business of cocaine. And Dominico's like all aggressive, right? He's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill them, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, we'll handle it, we'll handle it, right? They bring the person that's doing it that is part of their mafia family. He's like, he's one of Massimo's workers, essentially. And they get into this whole thing. They have him tied to a stone, which I was just like, that is fucked up. And then my brain went into some intrusive shit, and I was like, oh my god, are they going to cut him up? Are they going to, like, 
press him to death. This is insane. No, no, nothing creative. They just shot him. But <laughs> it's like murder mystery me was like ready, right, for some like crazy shit. Didn't happen. And when Laura supposedly is, she thinks she escapes, right? And she's like running through the grounds trying to get out and shit. She sees them. Well, she sees Massimo murder the guy because he shoots him. And then I don't know what they were going to do with the body because when he was threatening him, he was like, oh, there will be nothing left of you on this earth. I will extinguish you. And I'm like, for a gunshot? I don't know. No, that sounds like they're going to feed him to piranhas. I don't know. That, mm, mm. So that happened. She sees him shoot him and passes the fuck out because remember, y'all, she has a weak heart. She has a weak heart, so excessive stress is not good for her. Then, <laughs> wakes up, you know, he's, like, trying to calm her down. She's like, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, we gotta go over here. She's like, I'm not going with you anywhere. Mind you, he's treating her like a fucking queen, right, because he wants her to fall in love with her, even though she's kidnapped, kidnapped. Then... <laughs> He tells her, you know, Dominico will give you anything you need, anything you need help with. He's your guy. She comes there and she tells him, I think your boss wants me to get fat. And he's like, I think maybe he just wants to take really good care of you. And she has him eat lunch with her because she's like, you're going to help me eat. Like, I cannot fucking eat all this food, right? It's a just giant spread. And I was like, damn, that looks delicious. <laughs> so damn. They go to, like, a series of trips, and, like, one of the places that they go to is Etna because Massimo has business there. Of course, they're strolling through the city, and she makes him buy her everything. Like, she's like, all right, since we're in your fucking payroll, might as well, right? Then she, like, freaks out at a point because, again, he's a dom. Very, mind you, twisted, aggressive, whatever. He did state, though, at a point, he's like, I will never do anything that you don't allow me to. So he's like, I, I would never do that shit. Which I was like, aw, well, at least he's not going to rape her, which, awesome. That's cool. And still kidnapped her, though. <laughs> uh, mind you, where are her friends and family and fiancé during all of this? So he reveals to Laura that Martin had been cheating on her pretty much the entire time, even when they were in... Sicily on vacation when he went to Etna. If he went to Etna, I don't know if he did or not, but basically he was railing some other chick and tosses a, like, gives her the black folder with the pictures in it. And obviously she's crushed because, like, what the fuck, right? I mean, come on. She's brilliant. She's hot. She's making hella money. And like they say, he could be the right package and still be delivered to the wrong house. That is not a saying, but <laughs> I don't know where I saw that. Anyway, probably TikTok. So <laughs> they're in Anna, and there's this whole instant where she's like lingerie shopping and she's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Get out, whatever, whatever, whatever. He like grabs her by the neck and she's like, no fuck you like I will make sure that this is the last time you see it and he's like I'm buying it like I will tell you when I see it again whatever whatever right it's supposed to be hot but aggressive scary <laughs> terrifying even she changes and she's like well if you want to see it you're gonna see it on your damn self tosses that at him real sassy I love it I love the sass and then she runs like hell and he like stops the bodyguards he's like no no let her again she's in heels <laughs> And she sees the police, and she tries to, like, get help from them. And she's like, can you help me? Please, can you help me? Like, this man is crazy. He's kidnapping me, blah, 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 blah. And behind her is Massimo, and the police are like, sir. And they see him, and I'm like, oh, that's right. He has the entire town bought out. Of course, mafia. And proceeds to tell her, like, are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> Sorry, I die every time. I can't. And then he tells her, which I thought was hilarious, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, if you're going to run away, you need to pick better shoes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. 
So the whole film from there on is her kind of playing into his game of where like she tries to tempt him and do all this stuff so that she feels like she's regaining control in some sense. Totally backfires on her. Uh, There's a scene which, if you haven't seen my makeup look yet that I did for this film, you should. But essentially, golden sequin dress she has on, high ponytail, whatever, she's ready to go to the club. I died when she was like, he's like, what the fuck are you wearing? And she's like, a couple thousand euro of yours. And I was like, that dress is a few thousand euros. What the fuck? That happens. Goes to the club. Again, she's being an asshole, right? She's like, no, fuck you two can play this game. I'm going to be in charge. Whole thing. Whole little thing. I think they're switches, but not the point. So... If you don't know what a switch is, conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, she starts flirting with one of the guys that they're having a meeting there who is from the other mafia family. He gropes her, won't let her go, becomes really aggressive. There is, it's assumed that they intend on raping her, which she then later states the next morning. But shit gets real rough. And Massimo takes out his guns to shoot them. Not gonna lie, the way he took out his guns, he took out both guns and, like, Matrix-style pointed at them. Which I was just like, I cannot not laugh right now because that shit is priceless. But fades out. Laura gets taken out of the club, wakes up the next morning. They're on a boat. And Mario and Massimo are arguing. Mario is telling him, like, do you know who the fuck you've shot? And Massimo's, like, yelling at him, basically telling him to, like, shut the fuck up. And Mario's like, uh, no, and then Massimo said, you know, stick to your job. Mario's like, this is my job, protecting this family, including protecting you from yourself. Like, basically telling him to, like, get rid of her because she's bad for business. He's like, nah, fuck all that. That's my girl. They start fighting. It's a whole thing. She's like, oh, it's my fault. It's me. He's like, yes, for dressing like a whore and da 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 and acting this way. And I'm like, she literally was just wearing a mini dress, bro. She was not dressed like a whore. You're just mad because your dick got hard and you couldn't fuck her. But. <laughs> they have this whole, like, emotional moment. And she's like, I'm fucking done with this boba. Like, she's ready to leave. It's such a weird dynamic because it kind of looks like he shoved her overboard, but he didn't. She just supposedly fell. Apparently, she can't swim, and he has to, like, leap into the water to get her out because she's drowning. Saves her, wakes up because, like, she did end up passing out, and she's like, oh, my God, you saved me. And he's like, yes, like, it was just in time, blah, 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 blah. She's completely naked, sits up on the table. On the table. (laughs) Where's my mind? (laughs) Oh, my God. She's completely naked and sits on the bed. (laughs) And he's like, you know, don't play with me. And she's like, I'm not playing. Proceeds to give him head. And they start fucking. It's literally a sex montage for, like, five minutes. Not gonna lie. Then she's like, I want to go again. He's like, we're going to go to a ball. They have this whole sexy tango thing where enter Anna, the mysterious woman that has been messaging Massimo throughout the film is his ex-girlfriend. They find out after the ball because, you know, like she's part of another mafia family and basically tells Asta mm, Laura, she's like, oh, well, she's talking to Massimo, like, oh, you actually found her, blah, blah, whatever, whatever. And Laura's like, hi, Laura reintroduces herself, like, rude bitch, fine, don't acknowledge me. And she's like, oh, I'm Massimo's real, true love, because that was his girlfriend. And Laura's instantly pissed because Anna threatens her. And Dominico's like, no, don't worry, like, nothing's gonna happen, she's not gonna touch you. She's pissed at Massimo, she's like, what the fuck, like, what the hell, and he's like, no, 
that's my ex and she's like yeah how soon ago was she your ex and basically when he saw her at the airport is when Anna became his ex so messy real messy telenovela (laughs) and the reason I keep saying telenovela is because there's a twin brother (laughs) y'all there's a twin fast forward you know they keep fucking whatever whole thing Massimo has to go away for a job that's when she finds out about the twin brother he's like nah don't worry about it right bro just tell her about the twin you can tell that's gonna be a horrible horrible thing for her (laughs) he tells her that he's gonna send her to Warsaw to spend time with family she gets there she doesn't hear anything from him tells her best friend Olga like bitch oh my god I didn't even tell y'all so Totally skipped. She lied to her mom and friends said she got a job opportunity for a year. She was on contract. That's why no one went looking for her. Gets there, tells her bestie, Olga, the whole truth. And she's like, bitch, what the fuck is this? She's like, I know, I know, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking Stockholm Syndrome, right? Like she, like she's aware this is fucked up. She's like, I don't know, I'm losing it. She's like, I know what you need. They have a whole makeover montage. Go to the club, get fucked up. She's drunk as shit. Martin is there. He's like, please, Laura, da 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 Follows her home to the apartment that Massimo has her in. She's like, no, like, please leave, please leave, whatever, whatever. Like, this is ridiculous. You cheated on me. You did this, you did that. All this shit. He's like, I know, but you're the one I really love. Then... She gets to the apartment, and Massimo's chilling there in a chair. Dude leaves. She's like, where the fuck were you? Blah, blah. They start fucking. Sees his scars, and she proceeds to confess her love for him, and she's like, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. He proposes. She accepts. They're going to get married. Convinces him to let her have Olga come as a bridesmaid. And be there because, you know, he's like, no one can, like, come. Your family can't be there. And then the movie cuts out when Olga is there. She's with Laura. Mario gets a call that Laura is essentially in danger. He hurries to Massimo, but they're on the phone together. Like, Laura and Massimo are on the phone together. He's like, fuck, he's not answering. So he speeds over to the villa and is going to tell him when the call drops to Laura and they're in this tunnel and they attempt to kill her. And that is the end of the first film. Do you like spicy cosplay? (laughs) Hi, my lovely hummingbird. It's your girl, Fro here today to let you know that you should follow the one, the only, Alaloon, alias me, <laughs> on OnlyFans. Now, this is not sponsored by OnlyFans, but it is sponsored by me. And if you or someone you know loves cosplay and spicy cosplay, to say the least, definitely head over that way and check it out and full disclaimer subscription price is $15 a month in order to cover makeup costume and labor costs in the creation of these looks yep you heard that right spicy cosplay go ahead and check it out my lovely hummingbirds and i'll catch y'all over there now, go back to enjoying this episode of Pop Culture. How <laughs> was my sex voice? Did y'all like it? <laughs> okay, bye! Hi, we're back. <laughs> so, on to film numero dos. 365 Days, this say, is the title of the film. Same characters, Laura, Massimo, Ana, Domenico, Olga, Mario. Well, technically, Mario is not seen in the film. The backstory that is given is that after 
his failed attempt to save Laura, he felt very guilty, his heart couldn't take it, and he chose to retire. So Domenico has now picked up the mantle of the right-hand man. New characters that enter the film are Nacho, Amelia, and Adriano. Adriano is Massimo's evil twin. So after the attempt on Laura's life, which fucked up because I can't remember who was with her, if it was Olga or Domenico, but after the attempt on her life, it pans into the film. Now, we know that she was pregnant because that was one of the conversations that her and Olga were having. And she convinces her, like, you know, you need to tell Massimo, which is why they're on the phone. And she's like, okay, you know, can we please talk after dinner or lunch or whatever? And he agrees, but, you know, that's when the whole attempt happens. Fast forward, they're doing wedding preparations. <laughs> Of course, they're still themselves. They're still fucking doing all this shit. Wedding preparations. She tells her, you know, have you told him? And she's like, no, there's no point in telling him. He didn't even know there was a baby. And, you know, she can't even begin to imagine what he would do if he found out because of how he is. Convinces him, you know, whole family comes through. Well, not whole family, but like her parents and stuff. They come to the wedding, love him, and she's like, you know, just hide your real job from my parents, right? <laughs> she's like, don't, don't tell them what you actually do. And se casan. They get married. They have their honeymoon, crazy sex, time, all this stuff. But then they come home, and it's back to reality. Because now the 365 days are up, and... Massimo is no longer doing everything in his power to get her to fall in love with him, but he's also not taking her with him to every job like he was before because, well, one, now she's not going to fucking run away, right, is the assumption. She's not going to run away from him anymore, so he doesn't have to keep an eye on her 24-7, but also, he's like, I need to protect you because, you know, you were almost murdered. The hit was done by Anna, his ex, and Adriano, his evil twin. Evil twin brother, who has heterochromia, which I was just like, interesting. Interesting choice there. Mm. Man, is that, like, desquiciado. Like, Adriano is not all there. But he's upset. You know, he wants the family business and all this stuff. And he's just, like, it was given to him, to Massimo, blah, blah, blah. I got swindled from it. A whole, like, you know, I'm telling you, it's like a novela. <laughs> yeah. So they go to another ball. Her parents have been staying there since the wedding. It's like holidays now. Everything moves very quickly at this point in their life, right? And one of the issues is that because he's not really around and paying attention to her and letting her really live a life, like she's expected to still live somewhat as a prisoner, she starts to fall for Nacho this gorgeous little Spaniard thing that pops up as her, well, as Massimo's gardener, supposedly. But anytime any one of the staff comes around, Nacho's nowhere to be found. He only chose with Laura, which, suspicious, right? And the whole time I'm just like, no, Laura, don't fall for him. Don't do it. It's a lie. It's a trap. I was right. (laughs) Fast forward to the ball. Ball happens and she's already distrusting of Massimo. Obviously, her traumas from Martin, the fact that he lied to her for so long, cheated on her, did the whole thing, and then is playing the I'm in love with you card and all this bullshit, and sees that Massimo has to go and do business with Anna, who's also at this ball. Obviously, red flags, she's very uncomfortable, but she is a mafia person, so like, kind of makes sense, but fucked up territory goes into this room and sees 
who she believes to be Massimo railing the hell out of Anna, freaks the fuck out, leaves the party, runs, and, oh my god, of course, there shows up Prince Charming Nacho, and she's crying, and she's like, get me the fuck out of here, right? Which I was just like, bro, you totally just abandoned your parents at a mafia party. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> like, girl, priorities. But of course, you know, she's emotional. She's distraught. She's like, oh my God, Massimo, how could you do this to me? You kidnap me, make me fall in love with you. And now you fuck your ex-mafia bitch. Fucked up. So Nacho takes her to this island in Spain. It is beautiful. And I'm like, yo, I need to see where this movie was filmed because I have so many destinations I want to go to now. And she meets his sister, Amelia, who is pregnant by a Sicilian man. So this whole thing is that Nacho hates all the Sicilians, right? Hates them. And the entire time she is fantasizing about fucking him. They never do. They never do anything. She's just having all these dreams. And he's like, oh, you know, is it worth it? And she's like, I've had better in regards to Massimo, right? From there... Because she's like, you know, how can a simple gardener afford all of this? Because they have this gorgeous home, like, in front of the fucking beach. And, like, he has this gorgeous car. And she's just like, you know, the math is not mathing here, sir. Like, why do you have all of this? And he's like, oh, it's my father's, my father's, my father's. Well, who's your dad? Right? <laughs> then pops out that... Well, Massimo tried to get people to, like, murder him. It didn't work. He, like, you know, kung fu pandaed his way out of that. And he's like, oh, my God, Larry, are you okay? And I'm just like, you know, he's a gorgeous man, but I don't trust him. Why don't I trust him? Fast forward, find out that the rival family that Massimo has been having to deal with, the person that they killed one of the associates from, is from Nacho's family. Nacho is the son of one of the mafia heads and is going to in turn take over of for the family business. All these men look great in suits and I'm just like, Lord, clearly I have issues. <laughs> but then they realize that the guards that Nacho gave Laura to were the wrong people. And so Nacho and Massimo essentially get into like, okay, y'all remember that film with Blake Lively and... <laughs> oh my God, I am, I cannot, I cannot. That shit is hilarious. I don't know why I just thought of that. But the fucking movie... Savages came out in 2012. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but Taylor Kitsch, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Salma Hayek, Benicio del Toro, John Travolta, like they're all in there. And essentially, it's <laughs> they're both with her, with Blake Lively's character. <laughs> they sell weed, it's a whole thing. But that's what it reminded me of like, they both go to save their girl. Because, you know, he did, Estenacho did fall for her during that time period. They go to, they end up at this giant, like, I don't know if it was like a church before or like what, or a mausoleum of sorts, but giant fucking place. And there is Ana and Adriano is like holding Laura hostage because when Laura gets there, she's walked there. Adriano walks up and she thinks it's Massimo and she runs to him and is in his arms and she's like, why could you, how could you do this to me? Like, what the fuck? Like, with her of all people, blah, 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 blah. And looks at her, looks at Adriano and then sees that his eyes are different and she's like, you're not Massimo. And he's like, what's wrong, baby girl? And she's like, don't you call me baby girl. And I'm like, that's right. Only Massimo can call you baby girl. And now I'm like, don't forget, don't forget Monroe, he did kidnap her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so during all of this, of course, evil villain monologue. 
right? How could you not? <laughs> so Nacho and Massimo get there. It's a whole standoff. Laura is basically like digging it into Nacho and she's like, this is what we fucking paid you for. You were supposed to lure her away from him and blah, 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 blah. But of course he fell in love with her. So at that point he's trying to protect her from everyone. And when Laura sees Massimo, she like gets free from Adriano's grip and runs towards him. But Lana shoots Laura and she like collapses and Nacho ends up shooting Ana. Then Massimo shoots Adriano. And basically Nacho does him a solid like, you know, I forgive you your fucking life. Like, congratulations. But also I'm assuming runs to like get medical help to assist Laura because she is literally laying there bleeding out in Massimo's arms. And it cuts out. <laughs> and that is how 365 days this day ends. That was a lot. I look, I know. <laughs> I know. Whole lot of a whole lot. And I, I don't even know where to begin with it. So I guess let's just get down to the rating. Let's rate it, okay? And don't come for me. Do not come for me for this. But I give the film a solid seven. I know. What the fuck is wrong with you, you dirty bitch? It's because of the fucking, isn't it? Look. No. <laughs> not only because of that. <laughs> Look. Bridgerton season two just didn't give me what I wanted. <laughs> All jokes aside. So the reason that I give it a solid seven, here's why. The music, amazing, right? The cast, absolutely gorgeous. Everyone in this film was fucking beautiful. The scenery was impeccable. The storyline, if it were expanded like if they had made this series of books into a series instead of a film i feel like they would have been able to expand on it so much more and actually make it like gritty so like include more mafia scenes include more of like the traumas and like the shit that's going on in the background also dominico and olga cutest couple ever so massimo's bestie and her bestie they get together they fall in love it's a whole thing i totally forgot to mention that but i love them there's some little freaky deekies <laughs> when massimo <laughs> they're so bad so when massimo and laura come back from um their honeymoon they see Dominico and Olga getting it on and they have like food everywhere, desserts and shit. And I'm like, oh, y'all got that kind of kink. I bet. So also the one part that did make me just, I fucking died of laughter was they're on their honeymoon. Apparently they're playing golf, which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but they're playing golf. She takes the fucking tee, the little flag thing out and sits in front of it and is like laying there with her legs open for him to like hit the make the ball in the hole and i'm just like what if he missed and just straight whacked her in the badge like bro that shit would hurt but not the point so i gave it a seven as like in like for i give it a seven for potential of what the film could have been right it could have been expanded so much more it could have been like more like poppy land the webtoon where they really get into like okay this is what the mafia family is all this stuff right that didn't happen though overall because of the way that the film was set up i'm gonna have to actually give it a solid four rating so this is out of 10 right if we're going by like out of five stars out of five stars i would say a three so we're gonna give it a three it's it's not 
the most garbage film on earth, but it's also not the greatest film on earth either. So out of five stars, I'm going to give it a three. Again, that has to do more so with like my ideas of like what I see the film could have been. The actors, you know, they acted their heart out. Every actor always does. Nikki and I have discussed this, you know, you you work with what you got, right? They are absolutely gorgeous. I am obsessed with Michelle Moron. I cannot say I am not. That man is beautiful. <laughs> and I was reading his story of like how he came up in the world and I was I was, you know, I applaud him for that. That was pretty fucking awesome. I'm also tweaking out at the fact that all of these actors are around my age, and I don't know how I feel about it. It brings vomit into my throat, honestly. I'm just like, sorry, you guys are my age. What am I doing wrong? I'm in the wrong business. But jokes aside, I would give it a solid three out of five stars, maybe two and a half. It is a very goofy film. There are parts where like you just can't take it seriously because of some of the scenes, which is why I... I said, you know, like, if it were a series, it could have been expanded so much more. The sex is very much like soft porn. You never see actual genitalia. Like, you see Lara's boobs and shit, but you don't see anyone's dick out. I did like some of the portrayal that they have in regards to, like, BDSM. It was very interesting. Would I have liked if they expanded further on that? Sure. In a not-so-twisted way, but there some parts of the film are a little uncomfortable and hard to watch. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you guys seen it? Have you heard about it? Is this on your watch list? There is no shame. You guys can tell me. <laughs> I will break it down with you. Like, hello. There has been an announcement. Michelle Moron, who plays Massimo, did confirm that the release date for the third installment of the series, which is called The Next 365 Days, is set to be released on August 19th of this year. So we're going to see how it goes. It is a very steamy film. It is like from erotic fiction. So like, you know, I think, like I said, Fifty Shades of Grey. The reason that I said meets new moon because nacho in the second film gives me very like jacob black vibes like you know he's trying to do the best for her type of thing but really also just a selfish little prank i love it it's great it's a good bad film if that makes sense like it, it's one of those where you're just like <laughs> in my case when i saw it cradled over ovaries in pain eating desserts it was a great film for that and I fell asleep like a baby. Michelle Moron, if you need a new boo, I'm right here. <laughs> okay, my nonsense aside. Let me know what you think. Comment, like, share, subscribe, all of it. You can comment on Anchor. You can comment on my Instagram. You can go onto my YouTube where I do a makeup look that goes incongruent with this episode. Comment on there what you thought of the film. Let me know. I would say send me a letter, but I don't have a P.O. box yet. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, let me know if you like it, what you thought, bitch, you're crazy. How dare you give the film a three? Whatever. Let me know. I love y'all. As always, follow me on all my handles at Drizzitwifey, at Ellen Vasquez, at Ellen on OnlyFans. Duh. <laughs> and. Como siempre, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos, y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna, sending you much peace, many kisses, and reminding you to always look up at the moon. I love you guys so much, and I'll catch y'all in the next one. Bye!